Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And welcome back and good morning. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us on milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, let's put it on a scale of one to ten. One being I am not concerned one bit. Ten being it's DEFCON one. Talking about Saturday's game against the Bills. Where are you at on the sliding scale? Two, three. Yep, me too. Me too. Listen, the starters didn't play. Right. This isn't the Denver Broncos. This is the Denver Broncos team, but this is not the team on the field that's potentially going to get them to the playoffs. Now, if we want to be concerned about depth, yes, you, you, you can make a case because nobody really showed out that wealth. You guys did, and that's good. But as you brought up in the opening hour, guys are playing for jobs. Those are the guys who should be worried, not necessarily the fans, not necessarily even the coaching staff. The guys who should be shaken are the guys who did not put enough good stuff on tape. Did Brett Rippon do enough to warrant a start in the last of the three exhibitions? Absolutely. I think so, too. Here's the thing. I like Josh Johnson. Me too. I think he's a really good story. He's inaccurate. He's not an accurate passer. And I am not a guy who is going to sit and break down mechanics, but he doesn't seem to be an overly accurate passer. Mm. In the opening game against the um, Dallas Cowboys, he completed a lot of passes. His wide receivers also bailed him out with a lot of great catches. And in the game on Saturday... His wide receivers did not bail him out with a lot of great catches. One guy did. While the throw was good from Josh Johnson to Montreal, Washington, he threw it in a spot where you could make the case it was a hospital ball. And if you don't know what the term hospital ball means is, you throw it into a spot where you are leaving your wide receiver vulnerable to get crushed. And good on Montreal, Washington, picking up a nice gain. It was a pass that you had to make if you want to pick up yardage. And Washington stood tall, and he's not a tall guy. He got whacked, and he hung on to the ball. Good on him. I know that, you know, people might disagree. That's not a catch Noah Fant makes. Hmm. Noah Fant, to me, avoided contact. Yeah, never picked up a lot of yards after contact. Um, couldn't, I don't, couldn't I don't, play through contact. I don't think he liked contact. I don't think he was a guy who was willing to go over the middle. Or do you believe the long-held theory in the National Football League that it takes three to four years for tight ends to come to maturity? I don't know. Maybe. But I'm not sure on Noah Fant. When Noah Fant was a part of that trade to Seattle, I was like, fine, as long as Pat Sertan is not involved in this trade. Right. Because the trade probably doesn't get made if they – if. Pat Sertan's the difference in, in, in it happening, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't think George Payton 
looked at the proposed deal on the table and said, man, we got to find a way to keep Locke, and we have to find a way to keep Noah Fant. Right. I'll tell you what strikes me, though, is that in their rookie seasons, there is a picture that was put on social media of Fant and Locke, and I can't remember who the other guy was, and they were all sitting on the bench. I think it was Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner, loose and cool and excited, rookie players who are going to take the next step and lead the Broncos to a Super Bowl. It was almost like a snapshot in time of being young and innocent Mm -hmm. and not understanding the NFL. And we have the world and the league ahead of us, and it's going to be great times. And they look so happy and excited to play and be part of this organization and be the future of this organization. And now what? Two of those guys are gone, and Reisner's contract is coming up. Yeah. It's a harsh reality. And the innocence of that picture is so breathtaking because two of those guys, you can make the case, never lived up to their potential. And now they're gone. Yeah. And and another guy um, needs to show out this year. I, I think that there are... Not doubts, but there's probably not the confidence in Dalton Reisner that there would have been, say, at this time last year. It's funny because you don't keep a guy because he's a fan favorite. You don't keep a guy because of that. But if Dalton Reisner is not offered a contract by the Broncos, he's going to be the first player that I can remember in a long time that was a fan favorite mm-hmm. that they didn't bring back. Now, Philip Lindsay, he'd be a good example, yep. right? He was not brought back. He's probably the most recent, but it doesn't happen that often. Then again, a lot of guys from Colorado aren't necessarily playing for the Broncos. Look what just happened with Max Borgi. He's gone, too. Yeah. the uh, It is a cold world, and it is a world where decisions are made without sentiment because they have to be plain and simple. If you think with your heart, oh. you're making bad decisions. You're dead. This is business 101. Totally. If you get emotions involved in your decision-making, chances are you're going to make a bad decision. And when you look at fans, fans tend to react immediately, overreact, and there's a great saying in this business. If you listen to the fans, you'll be sitting with the fans. (laughs) It's so true. You know what stuns me? Um, And I've been here now. This is my seventh season uh, covering the Broncos. But the thing that is remarkable to me is how much I still hear about how Tim Tebow got screwed here. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Still. It's like, huh? You know what Tim Tebow is? Tim Tebow was as divisive as our politics are today. Yeah, You have to pick a side. And excuse me for saying this, and I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, so I'm certainly setting this up nicely. Tim Tebow was wronged because he's a Christian. That's how people look at it. He was wronged because he's Christian, and he wore it on his sleeve, and he Tebowed. Not because he wasn't an NFL quarterback. And, look and at, proved not to be an NFL quarterback in places well beyond Denver. 
and people will look at his opening seven games, and they won six, and he was pretty much awful in the opening 58 minutes. And then in the final two minutes, excuse the pun, there were lots of Hail Marys involved, not necessarily the pass, but how the game finished. And once defenses figured out how to guard Tim Tebow, how to defend him, to call him a pedestrian quarterback is insulting all pedestrian quarterbacks. And for those that believe, and I don't mean to get on a, on a tangent here, were you, were you here for the Pittsburgh game? No. Okay. So I'll tell you my opinion on the Pittsburgh game. Why did Tebow look so great in that game? Because one of the greatest defensive coordinators of all time, Dick LeBeau screwed up. And honestly, I could be stronger in my terminology and start it with the letter F and end with up because Dick LeBeau had a blueprint on how to beat Tim Tebow, but he decided, you know what? Even though Ryan Clark is not playing, I'm only going to play one safety deep. And he didn't, he didn't defend Tebow the way he needed to be defended. And that's why he chewed him up. And everyone thinks, wow, well, he did win a playoff game. Well, what happened the following week against New England? They got absolutely crushed. Look at what happened after the first seven games for Tim Tebow, in which I believe one of them was he completed two of seven passes. Teams figured him out. Let's get back to the wide receiver conversation. We know it is going to be Sutton, Judy, and Hamler. Or should it be Hamler? Or should it be Washington as the number three guy? Subject to debate. And um, I know this, I've seen enough of Montreal, Washington to know that I trust him. And that's basically what it's all about, right? Again, look at the game against the Bills in which he was not not necessarily throwing a hospital ball, but he was put in a vulnerable position. Small guy took a licking and he got right back up and he held on to the ball. This dude is... And he's fast, like Hamler. Not as fast, but fast. He's about a likable dude, isn't he? Yep. He's likable. He's uh, tough. He has tremendous appreciation for the opportunity that he has, and he is making the most of it. He has been great in the return game. He has been far better than advertised in the passing game. He is going to get on the field, and as things sit right now, at this very moment, how can he not be ahead, at least in terms of perception, and what he's accomplished so far this preseason than KJ Hamler? I'll get this term is used a lot. And it's overused, but every team generally speaking has one. Training camp darling. Yeah. First of all, he's not. He's not a training camp darling. And anybody that suggests he's a training camp darling doesn't know the true definition. He was already a starter on special teams before he walked in the door. They drafted him. He was a starter. Correct. Can you make the case that he's potentially a training camp darling, a wide receiver? Yeah, you can make that case, right? But he was already going to be starting on special teams. The training camp darling award belongs to Jalen Virgil. Yes. He is the guy. He did very well in special teams on Saturday. Mm -hmm. He has shown in two consecutive games he can catch the ball. The question is with him... Do you try and get him through waivers and to your practice squad? Or do you put him on your on your roster? 
It's a great question because he does a lot of different things well, but and he's a guy that you want to keep and develop him. God, he runs those deep patterns along the sideline and just makes tough catches. And makes too. tough catches. I, I th- mean, I, that's going to be, I believe, their toughest decision of all. Because I think somebody will pick him up. If he will, I don't believe he will pass through waivers. No, he will wind up. And here's the thing: this is the shame of it. You get you get released. You go on waivers. Somebody, another team can pick him up and then put him on their practice squad. Yeah, but you can't do that. You can't do that right. unless they go through waivers. Then he's gone. The only way you can get him back is if you make room for him on your roster. I think there are multiple teams that would claim him. Not one. I agree. I think there are multiple teams. It's not hard. Go around the NFL and look at where they're having issues uh, in the receiving court. Look at Chicago. Look at Green Bay. Uh, There are places that have some real questions with the depth in that room. Somebody suggested to me that Kendall Hinton was a lock. He played very well in the opening preseason game. He was, you know, a non-factor on Saturday. If I had my choice right now, we'll wait to see what happens against the Vikings. I know that, and I say this jokingly, maybe not, that Kendall Hill is a dual, dual threat guy. He's a wide receiver and a quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback if you want to suggest that his gloves are in the Hall of Fame. However, Jalen Virgil is the greater dual threat hmm. on special teams and as a wide receiver. I think that he's done a lot to make it a very difficult decision on him. And he has too much tape on him now. Yes. Returning. Exactly. And catching the ball. And, 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 but then the question becomes, by the way, what did I say to you last Monday about Jalen Virgil? Do you remember? No, don't play him. Yeah. I think I do remember you saying that. Don't play him. He's going to put, he's going to put too much on tape. Well, now the horse is out of the barn. Toothpaste is out of the tube. Now people know that he has, some talent. Well, then if that's the case, you've got to be willing to, to part with someone else that maybe you're not as resolved, that you're not as resigned about, that you don't have uh, the, the type of confidence in. But then it be, but, but I mean, how many guys who look similar are you going to keep? Right. Kendall Hilton, by the way, targeted four times. Yeah. Didn't make any catches. No. I know we're nitpicking here, and I know it's only the preseason, and I know it's only one game. Seth Williams, two catches, eight yards. Jalen Virgil, two catches, 39 yards. Yeah. One was a 20-yard catch. One was a 19-yard catch. Yard catch. And that's what he's done for four catches through the preseason. Right. All of them have been big hits. No question. So, um. I, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that receiving room plays out. Coming up after the break, does Nathaniel Hackett need to adjust anything that he's been doing with his preseason philosophy about playing a few regulars? He's already played Albert O, Calvin Anderson, Deshaun Wilson, Williams, excuse me, Quinn Miners, all played limited snaps. Maybe some starters need to play, or should he toe the line, hold the line, and say, you know what, we're going to go with what we're going with. And um, also, we're going to talk about that offensive line that I'm not panicking over, but let's be honest, it hasn't looked very good. And they're backups, and some of these guys will play. That's next.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, not retail, but wholesale and the best product out there, go to RMFP.com. What are you doing for lunch? My suggestion, head on up to Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center. They have something for everyone. I don't know if you can have a beer for lunch, but if you choose to, they have 17 craft brews on tap their menu is outrageously good their executive chef used to be the sous chef at shanahan's that's all i really need to say because their their menu is designed by a guy who really knows what he is doing in the kitchen you want to have a little bit of fun while you're waiting for lunch waiting for dinner they have 23 pinball machines pac-man golden tea dozens of your favorite old-time arcade games head to westminster make it a day or a night at windfall brewing company time now for the buzz the buzz is presented by rocky mountain forest products where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public go to rocky mountain forest products in wheat ridge or go to rmfp.com any reason for hackett to adjust his preseason philosophy on playing starters no i don't think so either okay let's move on now i mean we, we both agree on that yes because for those to suggest Oh, they had two hard days and a walkthrough. And then that was reflected in how they tackled and the positioning that they're in. It's a game. Show me a pattern, then I'll show you a problem. Right, exactly. And we talked about it in, in the first hour, and it's been a theme. There has to be accountability. I'll be interested in a couple of things this week. I'll be interested in the rhythm of the offense. Um, they've been only okay in that first game against the Cowboys. Um, pretty bad in the game against the Bills. Um, they were good, very good in the practice against the Cowboys, but they've had some tough times against their own defense. Can they have a week where they you where you really feel some rhythm developing in the offense? Okay, we talked about it last week following the Cowboys game. We said grade. The coaches, yeah. grade the coordinators. You immediately, without hesitation, said straight A's across the board. Right. Okay. Well, that's not going to be the case this time around. Let's start with the offense with Hackett and Alton. Give them a grade. Um, hung with it, did what they could, could not run the football. Again. Again, uh, which was concerning. Nice drive right out of the gate. I thought that it was a, a good drive. Against Maybe, the first team, minus uh, Von Miller. Probably their best drive, right. considering who they were playing against. So that was fine. C plus. Okay, I'd go C minus. Okay, C minus. We're in the same. We're in the yeah, same. Yeah, we're in the realm. Okay. Okay. Ezer Evero. Uh, I was disappointed. Very. I was really disappointed defensively. I thought there was very little adjustments. Now, look. You're not going to adjust a lot. You're not going to adjust. Because you're not going to be giving away stuff. You just can't. And you're in a base, and that's how you're going to play. It's vanilla, and you know what? It's come what may, right? And so there is a certain amount of that that I totally accept and move on from. I would have liked to have seen just a little more pushback from that team defensively. Specifically in the second half. Specifically after getting their tails Hand it to them in the first half. Don't dudes 
man up a little bit at that point and say, wait a minute, you're not doing this to me. Right. At some point, right? Right. So, and then the Bills just said, well, yeah, we are, and you're going to like it. And right. that's exactly what they made the Broncos do. You know what it was? It was like in the movie Animal House. Thank you, sir. May I, I have, have another? another. So give him a grade. Avro. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be kind and say D. Oh, D minus. That's exactly where I was you going. Know, something like that. And again, I'm going to be kind. You know, it's an unfair statement, although parents do feel this way because you're a, you're a father, as am I. Children, in a lot of ways, and we do personalize it as parents, children are a reflection of their parents. Of course. Now, that's not always true. It's not always true. However, as parents, we take it that way. When our child does something great, we take great pride. When they do something we're not proud of, we take it personally. Like, what did I do wrong? How did this happen? All of us have gone through that. So with that, you could also make the case that coaches are a reflection of their players. Yeah. And the defense did not look ready to play. Nobody seemed inspired. Special teams. Stukes. I mean, I'm I'm all good. I mean, I, I'm still I'm still at an A with this guy yep. who just who does nothing except bowl us over, right? Yeah. He has made Thursdays can't miss at the podium. Right. The dude is a tremendous communicator, no nonsense, um, but with a tinge of humor. Yep. And but more than anything. After three years of Tom McMahon, right. anyone would look good at this point, but I think this guy's better than good. Crazy question. Jano, if we had 22 Janos, we'd be all right. Jano, love Jano, love Jano. He's Jano, Jano to me, my, if we had 22 Janos. Thank you, Brock. We would be all right. By the way, you're welcome. I'm the one who asked him that question. Very nice. But I digress. Um, he is on the market again and he was released after getting a huge bonus to sign. Yeah. With that, he's on the market. Yeah. I don't think the Broncos, they, they showed eye formation, but they're not going to suddenly incorporate a fullback like Kyle Shanahan Well, that's what does. they've got Beck for. Correct. With that, do you pick him up at a player minimum salary just to play special teams? I think about it. I would too. I think about it because I will say this. We give Brock Olivo a little, you know, have a little fun at his expense for that remark. Jano. The fact of the matter Love was, Jano. Jano was a pretty good special teams player. Right. Mike Boone, pretty yeah. good special yeah, teams you, player. Yeah, yeah. Singleton, pretty good special teams player. They're on Jano. Yeah. They're Sobert, not gonna, they're not, Sobert's a good special teams player. They're not going to have 22. By the way, when he said if we had 22 Janos, there's only 11 guys on special well, teams. Yeah, right. And by the way, Jano's not going to be your punter either. So really, he should have said 10 Janos not 22, because the, basically what he's saying is Jano's going to play offense and defense. Of, uh, offense well, and now defense. you're questioning his University of Missouri academic pedigree. I'm questioning his math. Oh. Period. Okay. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation. Should Brett Rippon start? Should he be the backup? Should he? I don't know. We'll also talk about the wide receiver yeah. situation. Where are we at there? Because I think it's a pretty full room of talented guys. Yep. And uh, that's all coming up after the break.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back, Morning Drive. Goodman, Bruce Hurdle, who's busy texting, probably breaking stories right now on nope. Twitter. No. Nope. No? No. Nope. What you doing over there, kid? I'm jamming on the tunes. Are you? Yeah, Danny's doing a good job on the tunes. Danny today. always does a Old good job. Old school and I'm digging Motown it. Monday. Nice job, bro. Oh, now it's Motown Monday. Really? I did that with you and Mace. I did that with you and Terry. Not every Monday, but some Mondays it's just a Motown Monday. What's Tuesday again? It does. It doesn't have something. Tuesday what? is out there. Yeah. Wednesday's way back. Wednesday, Thursday, what? Throwback Thursday, and Friday is f around Friday. Yeah, f around, feel good, whatever you. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want. Well, that's, put it that under. seems reasonable to me on a Friday. By the way, if you uh, want to watch us, you can check out a guy who's on television all the time. Very, very handsome guy. Uh, that used to be me. Yeah. Max, that's not true. That's Bruce Fox Thirty One. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, looking pretty good these days. Are you? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if you want to reach us, you can do so on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public go to rmfp.com. Time now for what's trending. What's trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to pinnacleden.com. A uh, former Broncos executive once said to me, if you have nothing to talk about, just talk about the Broncos quarterbacks. Yeah. Then you will always have something to talk about. Okay. Unfortunately, the talk really wasn't that good, generally speaking, over the last six years, because the conversation was, who is going to be the starter? Who is going to be the starter? Now, with Russell Wilson in tow, now it is, who is going to be his backup? So... We watched Burt Rippon, two consecutive preseason games, have really good games. Then again, so did Kyle Sloter when he was here as well. And Kyle Sloter was always the last off the bench. Should Brett Rippon not be the last off the bench against the Vikings? I think he should start. And and I don't make these decisions, so, I mean, it's fine. I'll fire from the hip. I think he did it. Look, he did enough when he was asked to do it and when he needed to do it, he at least gave them a glimmer late, right? Yep. We've talked about it. There have been th- three or four guys. He was one of the three or four guys that gave them a glimmer on Saturday. At the very least, if he reps out well this week at practice, I think he gets a shot to go. If we believe that this backup race is <laughs> neck and neck or is fairly even or I don't I mean, I don't know. I think that I think that Johnson backed up a little bit last week, didn't he? I mean, I I, I didn't see much from him. Not crazy about his accuracy. No. And 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 let's not forget he he caught fire in the game against the Cowboys after starting three for nine. And his wide receivers made some great catches Went to make crazy. him look terrific. Absolutely. Not a knock on him. No, great not great story. Been with a lot of teams. I yes. get it. And by the way, if he gets into a game, I know the graphic that we're going to see, just like the graphic we saw for the last six years, how many quarterbacks have played since Peyton Manning retired. And then of course they had a carousel going. Yeah. And they had all the faces of all the guys. I'm going to ask you one question. There are two parts. The first question only needs a one word answer. 
Russell Wilson goes down for the season week three. Do you feel good about Rippon or Johnson moving forward? In terms of one word answer. No. Good. That's the answer that I thought. In the world of law, we call that a leading question. Let's say Russell Wilson goes down week three with a two-week injury. Which guy do you feel better about winning two games? I need to see next week. I don't know yet. You really you really believe you need to see next week? Well, I mean, I Boy, think I need to make him more informed. I I don't think you need to see anything more on Brett Ripon. He's been here for a while. Yeah. So, well, you're probably right. Okay. I we, think I think I probably I think I would probably roll with Ripon. That's my that's just my that's like I don't have film. I don't have grades to back it up. I need I that I don't have reps against twos versus threes. I don't have that information in front of me. That's just a gut feel. The only thing Rippon has a very high has a very high football IQ. Mm-hmm. I think his accuracy is pretty good. Uh, the problem is when he throws the ball, it looks like it's in slow motion because he has very little zip, mm-hmm. and that gives a lot of opportunity for picks. You have Johnson, who certainly has more zip yes, on he does. his passes. So, you know, whatever the coaches they, decide, they decide. But at least it's a it's a better position to be in to have a decision who's going to be your backup then who's going to be your starter and then who's going to be the backup of the two. Looking at the Broncos wide receiver situation, let's say they take six or seven. Give me guys who you think will fill out the rest of the wide receiver room at six. Sutton, at six. Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Washington, and Johnson. Uh, Brandon Johnson, to me, are, are are making this football team. Okay, so then it's between Hinton. Hinton, Pro- Williams, Trey Quinn, um, Tyree Cleveland. Now, this is... If, Tyree Cleveland's not making the roster. Right, he's not making it. He, he might be on practice squad. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be picked up either, so he can be on the practice squad. And this whole exercise is being executed around the question of whether or not Jalen Virgil makes this roster. I'm going to I'm going to sell you on why Jalen Virgil should make this roster. You don't I think have to sell me, but go ahead. Well, when you hear this point, I might right. sell you a little bit more. You might be willing to buy the car and that's fine. What can I do to get you in this car today? Hmm. But let me sell you on floor mats then. Which they should be throwing in anyway, but let me sell you on floor mats. Because of KJ Amler's injury and he's been slow to come back and he's right. a great story. Okay? I would have no problems slotting in Washington as my number three guy. None. Would you? No, not at all. With that, I don't necessarily want my number three wide receiver doing a lot of special teams unless I have to. But I don't have to. No. I can have Jalen Virgil you be can. my special teams guy. You've got and you've got interchangeability. So does that sell with you those two guys? Does that sell you a little bit more? I'm Pretty much down with with Virgil on this roster. I pretty, I really am. But his versatility. Mm-hmm. It, if if you're not going to play Washington a lot at wide receiver, I would still consider Virgil. I would consider him. He's been in the training camp, darling. But now you have options if Hamler isn't the guy because honestly, you don't want to lose Washington to an injury on special teams where no. it's a two car crash every single time the ball is kicked. You have options. He's got speed. He can he can catch the ball and run off special teams. I think it'll come I, I think the back end comes down well, I think 
the I think the discussion on the back end is going to be between Virgil, Hinton, and Williams. I like Hinton. I do Another too. great story. And I don't mind Williams either because of his size. Right. So the, so that will be a that is the conversation that I would like to most be a fly on the wall for. But the truth is I don't want to see any of them play this year. Well, okay. I want to see Sutton, Judy, and Hamler all be healthy. Well, me too. That's what I would like to see. Right. And by the way, I don't know if they're going to do a ton of three wide receiver sets because at the tight end position... They need a blocker. They need a blocker, but they also want to have options as well. I think they've got... By the way, real briefly, uh, concerning you that at all, that Hackett still needs to see more and more and more and more out of Okawabinam? That's where I was going. That's where I was going, Mr. Preemptive. Uh, Yes. 22 snaps. Okay. I want as a side note before we go to break. You've been in this business for a long time, as have I. I'm sure the guy I'm about to talk about is a really good guy, and overall, he's an excellent broadcaster in football, clearly, and in hockey. But I'm sorry, it's an embarrassment that Steve Levy still does not know how to pronounce Okawebenam's name. He is the voice of the Broncos on television. Get it right. Take some pride in what you do. If you were standing in front of me, I'd say the same thing. Call him Okawubanubum <laughs> is, is not it's not acceptable anymore. No. Even for national guys. He's been in the league a, a long enough time. Right. And then when your analysts, Ryan Harris and Chad Brown, are not correcting you but pronouncing his name correctly, dude, seriously get it right. Yeah. You you are the voice of the Broncos on television for only three preseason games, but you need to get it right. Sorry, well, you just do. Or call him Albert O. If if you just are right. that uncertain, or if you've got a a tongue block, right? Yeah, and you know what I mean. Yep. There are just there are weird names. And here's something else that is so surprising that Steve Levy is not pronouncing his name correctly. Because Okawebenam is far easier to pronounce than half of the hockey names <laughs> that he tries to pronounce. You're right. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it. Some more news about broadcast booths from Ian Rappaport and also who's about to join Dirk Nowitzki and Kobe Bryant in rare NBA air. That's next right here on Af- Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Did you really just do it? Ding him, ding him, ding, 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 ding. That's a dollar. It's a dollar, Bailey. It's a dollar. <laughs> Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. (laughs) 
Just In Case You Missed It is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Ian Rappaport tweeted last night, just spoke to Aqib Talib in light of the recent tragedy. He is going to step aside from his broadcasting duties at Amazon to spend time with his family. Your reaction to Aqib's decision? Well, would have been asked to do it anyway the other way. I mean, he, he wasn't going to be on that broadcast, shouldn't be on that broadcast. Hey, look. I'm not going to speak for you. I always kind of liked Aqib Tlaib. I liked him in the locker room. I liked his candor. I liked I liked his looseness. There's a lot to like about Aqib Tlaib. But man, you talk about a guy that can't get out of his own way. What a shame. If the reports are true that he is the one oh. who lit the match to start that fracas in which somebody got shot, I think you said it well. He probably got out of the message and said, I'm going to step away. But I'm sure he was given a choice. Mm-hmm. Either you say I'm you're stepping away, or we're going to tell you that you're not working with us. You cannot bring him on. No, nope. no chance. Just in case you missed it, Miami Heat mainstay Udonis Haslam announced at his basketball camp yesterday that he will be back for his 20th NBA season. The 42-year-old veteran will join Dirk Nowitzki and Kobe Bryant as the only NBA players to play 20-plus seasons for a single franchise. Haslam is a three-time NBA champion and Miami's all-time leading rebounder. What kind of impact is keeping an older player like Udonis Haslam with the team who's been a constant through ups and downs, especially in today's NBA? In Miami, I think it's a big deal. I mean, I I really do, because I think that he's part of the equation for a team that is in a championship window. Lest we forget... Miami Heat had the top seed in the East last year. They are in their window right now, and this is a guy that's obviously a tremendous leader. He can still play a little bit, and he's a part of the culture that has become the Miami Heat. He is the wise sage on the team that gets the message across who has won three world titles. Yeah. Last year, um, he played in 13 games and averaged 6.4 Right. Minutes per game. Now, there's a difference between Udonis Haslam and what Mike Miller was with the Nuggets, yeah. who was nothing more than a towel waver with no great championship pedigree, okay, like Udonis Haslam. I look at Udonis Haslam like I look at DeAndre Jordan. You're not expecting a lot. Veteran guy, works hard, tries to maximize his potential. His days, his best days are well past him, but maybe he can give you a few solid minutes. But more importantly... He is essentially the voice of the coach. I'll tell you a quick nugget. Many, many years ago, I said to George Carl, as the Nuggets were getting ready to take on the San Antonio Spurs, I said, what makes Greg Popovich such a great coach? And the two of them are very good friends. And he said, Tim Duncan, but not for the reasons that you would think. Hmm. Not because Tim Duncan is a Hall of Fame player. It's because Greg Popovich gives his message and then Tim Duncan reaffirms it with the team. He is the conduit. So in a lot of ways, Haslam is the conduit for Spolstra. I'm not suggesting Jordan will be the conduit for or the consigliere for Mike Malone, but that veteran experience is important. Not that he would have ever wanted me as a 5'9 white guy that can't jump. Right. But I would have loved to have played 
for Greg Popovich. I can promise you he would not have wanted you. All right. Or me either. Just in case you missed it, NFL continuing to release their top 100 players 30 to 21 just came out and a couple sets of brothers in there. The Bosa's Joey Bosa at number 30 and then his brother Nick at 25 and the Diggs brothers Stefan Diggs at 26 and Trayvon Diggs at 23. Any surprise with where those guys are ranked? Uh, I was a little surprised to see Trayvon over Stefan. I want to flip your question around. That's okay, so now I'll put it to you and Bruce. Which set of brothers is better? Who would you rather have? The Diggs or the Boses? I'll take the Boses because they are difference makers defensively. Plain and simple. Okay, and Danny? Yeah, that was my thinking, is the edge rusher position is just so important that having two of that caliber is better than having a great wide receiver and a great cornerback, I think. Yeah, you line both Boses up on the same team, <laughs> devastating. Oh but you know gosh. what? You put both digs out there, your offense instantly gets better, and your defense instantly gets better. It's a tough choice. It but is. But I go with the Boses. All right, we're all in agreement. We done? Dan, are we done? All right, that was Argonaut. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, always great specials. If you love to drink wine, all 750 milliliter French wines are 15% off. Argonaut also delivers to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over 100 bucks that is going to be free. See why Westward calls Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Check them out off of Colfax or go to Argonaut Liquor. Dot com. That's going to do it for us. Zach, fantastic job pushing all the right buttons and making Bruce look good. <laughs> You'd have a tough time making me look good. As for you, Danny, great job as always. Alex, I believe we'll be back tomorrow. Bruce, fantastic job on a Monday. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Grab a handle off the top. Next stop, shot.